Let's Get Down to Business is a production of Money Honey Media. All advice discussed in this production is general in nature, should not be applied to your personal circumstances without first consulting the advice of a tax professional. This episode of Let's Get Down to Business is actually our very first one. So you'll catch up with me, Nicole McCabe, and Joanne McCauley, a tour de force of taxation. We both are tax accountants at Jigsaw Tax and Advisory. I hold a senior position, whilst Joanne happens to be partner and owner of the whole firm. Join us while we discuss some of our findings in business, some of our failures, and why we are where we are today. Welcome to Let's Get Down to Business. This is our first episode. You're joining me, Nicole McCabe, and me, Joanne McCauley. And we're here to basically give you a business podcast about some of the challenges that Australian business people face, how they cope with them as individuals, and what we can offer as, unfortunately, tax accountants to (laughs) assist you with that. Definitely. So we deal with businesses all the time. Um, I'm a business owner myself and Nicole has a few business interests as well. So we understand what you're going through and I think it's really important that you see what real people go through. Um, There's lots of podcasts with celebrities, people who have done, you know, amazing things in really short periods of time. But I think real people do struggle in business and we're here to help you uh, and navigate the challenges. Yeah, exactly. Because we all face challenges uh, heading into business, starting business. And again, as tax accountants, uh, we see the byproducts of a challenge that a business owner has faced every day. Pretty much. And there's some really simple things you can do to sort of turn that around. Um, I'm personally very big on routine. Uh, I'm not sure about Nicole, but... (laughs) Oh, no, just chaotic (laughs) lifestyle. You should see my desk. It's embarrassing. Yeah, so it's interesting because Nicole and I work together at Jigsaw Tax. Um, I'm I'm one of the partners at Jigsaw Tax. Nicole has only recently started, so we don't know each other that well. So it's probably going to be really fun for us to learn about each other as we go through this journey together too. I think that's probably a really perfect lead-in to uh, getting to know us. Um, So what you'll see is some consistency between our episodes when we're interviewing business people or local people in our area. We'll ask them a set of questions and get their responses and hopefully learn some information about them that you guys can apply to your own businesses or your own life. Well, we'll start with me. So, um, Okay, so well, go I'm going to ask you the questions because this is good practice for us because this is the first time we've ever done anything like this. So, Nicole, can you give me a bit of a rundown about your career and just tell us a little bit about who you are, yeah, the, the career path you've taken to get to Jigsaw Tax? <laughs> uh, so, it is a long and varied career path and by that I mean I've taken the classic millennial approach. Uh, so... Career started in retail and hospitality. Um, I actually had my first job in a small business. So it was a local pool store here in Tuggeranong um, where the business owner was looking for just general stock hands to move stock and test water. That eventually graduated into managing the business while they went off and did the grey nomad lifestyle. Um, and from there, we were left without a bookkeeper over the end of financial year. So that kind of exploded and got me really interested in finance. Um, I was then contacted by our accountant at the time to see if I wanted to move into a grab position. Um, I did. It <laughs> sort of ended up that way that I've always had this passion for taxation and learning the rules that apply to all of us and making sure that we can access the loopholes that we have to. So, you know, a very career in pool industry and the public service for a few brief stints to learn about management accounting and financial reporting from a cultural agency mm-hmm. and then I got poached by Jigsaw Tax. Wow. So <laughs> there are 
it's that and then you know a couple of non-for-profits along the way so it's it's been a little bit weird Okay, well, I'm, I'm glad we poached you to start with. <laughs> I'm glad you know. <laughs> so um, just tell us a little bit about your not-for-profits just before we go on to the next question because I know uh, it's really important for us at Jigsaw that we do get involved in the community and I'm on a few boards myself but I know you're also on a, a board so can you just tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, uh, so I'm on the board for a mental health charity in Canberra. So the organisation that I assist with specialises in educating the community on mental health and the lived experience. So we get out there and under a very defined framework, so the Do No Harm framework, we get in and teach people how to deliver conversations and have conversations that don't trigger individuals. So it really opens up the scope of understanding mental illness, understanding that it's something that we all may suffer sometime between our lives and that it is something that as a community we can address and support individuals throughout our community to help them work through this. So it's particularly well structured at this point that we engage multiple age groups. So individuals who may be in school or even as young as primary school and adults working in the workplace. So how do you manage stress? What are the first signs of mental illness? Who do you talk to? And what are your coping strategies in your toolkit that we can help you access and learn to move through these situations? Um, So that was the two months in between the public service and Jigsaw. (laughs) I helped them manage a couple of things from the financial side and just fell in love with the organisation. So something that's very true to heart for me. Yeah, look, I think mental health is is something that's going to come up over and over again in our podcasts and um, I think we all are aware that it's a major issue for business owners. It's a major issue for many people. Um, We're all dealing with it, whether it's being in our own lives or in our family, so really important. So that's fantastic. All right, question number two. Have you ever had a failure that helped you or made you reset or reassess what you were doing in life or in your career? Oh, I have. Um, so I wouldn't – I have a very different approach to failure. I think this comes from uh, one of my other business ventures. So I use the term failure very loosely with a heap of little asterisks, but um, I was briefly the director of a robotic company, so specialising in STEM education and uh, general high – quality rapid prototyping uh long story short uh (laughs) that basically means what we were doing is if someone came to us with a business idea we would run them through how do you get this up and running with a physical product what's the costing and we'd assist them in developing that product um and on the side we were working through um upskilling basically teenage girls to run through and understand what it means to prototype a product the basics of business, so how did they launch that product, uh, all focused in the STEM field, so your science, technology, engineering and maths. <laughs> almost got very embarrassing that I couldn't remember it. Um, the failure associated with this, I just didn't have enough time. Um, I was working full-time in the public service. This job was a very high demand and I thought maybe, just possibly, I could dedicate every weekend and waking hour to it. Um, didn't work. So I found by the end of it, it was impacting my personal relationships and my business relationship with my business partner at the time and had to come to the conclusion that the friendship was worth more than me having a fun little director after my name. (laughs) So stepped away um, and that really reset my direction. So it's sort of in that tiptoeing balance of when do you overcommit uh, your time because you have to sleep and you'll have other priorities outside of work, even though it feels like work can become our lives. Um, I realised that I needed to spend more time with my friends. 
Perfect. And that actually takes us to our next question, which is have you got any not negotiables to help you balance your work life? So it might be date night or it might be, I don't know, tell us. <laughs> um, I have found that structuring um, my week <laughs> as such is a massive priority before getting into the workflow for the week because uh, I've got a lot of competing priorities and a personal motto that I've taken on from this is one fire at a time. So literally have it tattooed on my arm and that means that really you can only give so much emotional energy to one thing at a time and you shouldn't be jumping from task to task. So it's a little bit of self-regulation I guess is like my non-negotiable. I have to have the autonomy to negotiate that for myself within the workplace. That's awesome. And I love the fact that you have it tattooed on your arm. It's, <laughs> it's, just a, it's a stock standard reminder uh, and something that often comes with accountants that you may not realise. Many of us do actually have tattoos. Yes, so <laughs> I even have one, believe it or not. <laughs> Shocked. <laughs> okay, so um, that sort of leads into the next question as well, which is, um, is there anything in your daily routine that you have that, or a tip that you do pretty much each day to keep you on track at work? Uh, yeah, I do. Um so this is not a software plug, uh, but I use Trello to map out my day. So this came about from having so many post-it notes on my desk that I was losing track of the post-it notes and then putting more post-it notes to track the post-it notes. It was getting out of control. But um, Trello offers basically a dashboard with key tasks that you can complete. And if you structure your folders correctly, you get that little endorphin buzz from moving one thing from the to-do list to the done list. Uh, and that is such an enforcement for me because that allows me to track what I've done where my work is sitting and does give me the option to share it with co-workers. And look, there's nothing wrong with plugging technology in our podcast because it's, it's just part of an accounting and business world that we have to have technology. So I think we all have our little things that we like best and I think that's great if that's what you use. So perfect. Um, I guess the last question I have is um, if you could go back to Nicole before she started her career um, and give give yourself some advice on, on you know what you should be doing or is there anything that you would change what what, what advice would you give yourself oh um, limit your expectations and I mean this purely in the fact that originally when I got into accounting I had this massive picture of becoming a forensic accountant so the equivalent of Bruce Willis and Die Hard I was going <laughs> to shave my head and just get shot at while I was debiting and crediting along the way that's <laughs> Not always where you end up. As an individual, as a young adult, there is so much information out there. I can't even call myself a young adult anymore. I just realised <laughs> there is so much information out there and you will be forever on a path of upskilling yourself as you pass through. So it's always important to remember that you two are learning. You're growing, little spud. You'll, be, you'll get there eventually. Um, so probably my best advice would be take your time, lower your expectations. You wouldn't look good with a completely shaved head. <laughs> Oh, look, you know, these things happen. <laughs> I can imagine you as Bruce Willis, definitely. <laughs> it's the masculine nose. Yeah. It's, it's 100% the masculine nose. Yeah. All right, well, now the tables have turned. Joe. Yes. Because I don't actually know really what got you into this. Can you give us a brief rundown of your career path? Okay, so unlike you, I'm not a millennial. I'm a Generation X, fairly entrenched as Generation X. I'm actually 50 years old, which sounds extremely old. And, it, and sometimes I feel it, but most of the time I still feel like I'm the 21-year-old who just sort of started out in this world. Um, so I kind of do have a bit of a millennial background in a way because I had so many jobs along the, along my career path. I started out um, 
leaving school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no idea what an accountant was, to be honest with you. Um, in school, I was told that because I was good at maths and economics, I should do econo- econometrics. So I still don't know what that is. Oh, God. Okay. Do we Google that? Uh, look, we probably can, but it's got something to do with <laughs> economics. <laughs> so um, I... My mum and dad, could, I was the first person in my whole family to ever go to university. They basically said, fine, go to uni, but you're going to work. So off to uni part-time I went. I worked at the Reserve Bank um, for the first two years of my career, uh, which was kind of fun and, and interesting and definitely very public service, but I, I did learn a little bit. But I fell in love with the money market there. Um, I knew what I wanted to do was be in finance. And as you can see now, I'm not in finance, but anyway. Uh, So I left there, went and worked at New South Wales Treasury Corporation for about two years, Um, still studying part-time. Then I decided I wanted a career change, went into advertising at Business Review Weekly for about six months, completely not what it was all cracked up to be. Um, Finished my degree and then I got a job at JP Morgan where I worked for, I think, around eight years. At uh, that time, I had my first son and working in finance in the mid-90s as a mum was not going to happen. So I left that job and got a job doing bookkeeping. Uh, that's where I sort of learnt my skills in accounting, to be honest with you, and uh, pretty much went from one job there to working at a... <laughs> I worked at a medical listed company for about six months um, doing accounting there. Then I got a job at Chili's Texas Grill, which is, uh, if anyone's been to America, they've probably seen the Chili's restaurants. Um, I was actually the, I worked there as an accountant, ended up being the like the director of that company for a little bit of time before they sold it. Uh, <laughs> then what did I do after that? I then did some TAFE teaching for six months, <laughs> teaching what? accounting, yep, and then I fell into tax and it was purely because the one thing I didn't know how to do as an accountant was tax. So I went and uh, did a tax course, got a job as an accountant doing tax returns and ended up buying the company or part of the company off that person uh, four years later and started Jigsaw. So. God, it's, it's just such a fluid trajectory when you look at it, except for Chili's. Chili's is like that one standout and, you know, TAFE. It, I think it sort <laughs> of encompasses that you end up, we've both got that similarity that we picked up tax because it was the one thing that we couldn't quite... Couldn't quite master. Yeah. And look, honestly, the food and Bev part of it has been one of the best things I ever did. Um, one of my biggest clients now was actually the person who bought Chili's many years ago um, and he owns pubs. I have a lot to do with hotels. I'm, um, you know, a bit of a specialist in that area and, you know, it just makes sense to me whereas I think other accountants maybe not so much. I mean, we all like pubs. We all like going there and having a drink <laughs> but yeah. I actually look at it slightly different when I'm there and, and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really every single thing I've done along the way has taught me something that has led to my career being as it is now so ah, the robustness of experience <laughs> definitely um, so we'll take you on to the next one okay uh, have you had any failures that have made you reset your career path or reconsider where you were headed okay so when I wrote this question I, I listen to podcasts all the time and I always hear people talking about pivotal failures and there was one that was completely stands out in my mind and that was I've never failed an exam in my life until I went to university 
and I had to do macroeconomics too. And so here I was meant to be an economist and whatever and I failed macroeconomics too and I failed it badly. Now, I failed it so badly I was like, I cannot do that again. Um, so what I did was I looked at the course to see what I could do to change my major so that I didn't have to do that again. So the only thing I could do was change from a finance major to an accounting finance major. Um, I then did my last semester at university cramming all these accounting subjects in and that's why I'm an accountant. Because <laughs> the redirection of failure. Because no one actually wants to be an economist is what I'm hearing. Um, <laughs> otherwise lovely people, no disparaging comments about economists, but uh, they're two very different fields and that's yeah. it's worth repeating. I they think. are. I mean, it also did make me change uh, my direction, I guess. I, I, look, I, I was probably never going to be an economist, but finance was definitely something. And I still get passionate about the financial markets. I find it really interesting. Um but yeah, I definitely was not good at economics <laughs> at university level. <laughs> so if we paraphrase into the next question, is your non-negotiable the fact that you'll never be an economist? Or, okay, <laughs> Do you have any non-negotiables that help you maintain a work-life balance? Okay, so I love going to the gym. Uh, I like to at least try and do three to five days of exercise a week. If I don't do that, I, I start to crawl up the walls. Um, but I guess the other non-negotiable for me is I do spend an awful lot of time at work and um, my husband and my family are important to me, but my husband particularly, who does get left on the sideline a little bit, um, we have date night and oh, Thursday night is date night. Now, we started doing that when we started going out, which you know what, he's my second husband. So it was about 12 years ago that we started going out and we pretty much have date night every week. And um, it's got to the stage where people attend date night. It's not just us, but it is actually a night for us to go out and have dinner and have a few drinks and just chill out for a while. Such a good idea and such <laughs> important personal management. All right. Um, so daily routine, because I know your day starts significantly earlier than mine. Um, <laughs> so do you have any routines or tips that you use to stay on track with work? Yeah. So I must admit my days are different most, you know, pretty much every day. Some mornings I just start by going to the gym. Um, other mornings I'll start just cracking into work. But I do find the best thing I can do is actually set my day before I start by writing down what I'm going to do today. Um, I love my diary I, I guess that's still a bit of a generation x thing we like paper and pen um so I actually have used a few different diaries along the way I've got one that's really good at the moment that um lets me write down what I'm grateful for um just what I'm going to do to balance my life today um what I'm going to do to be healthy and also of course what I'm going to do for work <laughs> so if I do that I find that is really really helpful the other thing I like to start the day with which no one else really knows about so um, is I actually write down my 10 goals most mornings and um, I got this from Rachel Hollis if anyone's listened to the rise podcast but she suggests you write it down as if they've already happened so I write down my 10 goals of what I as if they've already happened but I try and do that every day some really good self-actualization so just that whole picture of self and what you're actually going to achieve they do it to sports people all the time think yeah. about you scoring the goal afterwards not like the pressure leading up to it yeah. so always super important now yeah. the bruce willis question um so if you could go back in time and give yourself any advice just before you started your career what would that be it's funny because i look i, I wish i probably had done different things along the way but I actually think 
everything happens for a reason and um I don't know that I would change that much. As much as I have frustrations of being a business owner and I think, gosh, if I had just gone and worked for someone and and done whatever, um, I, I think I think sometimes I, I need to slow down and not make decisions so rapid, <laughs> rapidly. But then I also think following my gut hasn't really been too bad for me. So um, I don't know really what I would do differently. Um, maybe... Maybe just as a younger person, probably be a little more inquisitive. I know I tend to, um, I tend to believe that I know ev- more than everyone else, <laughs> and sometimes you need to listen to people. And I think that's something that was pointed out to me in my career, fairly young, that I need to listen to people. And I think if I had taken that advice, I would have been better off along the way too. A hundred percent. That is so important. This episode of Let's Get Down to Business is brought to you by TradyWags. Here we have Joanne McCauley from TradyWags. Jo, what interests you about business and what does TradyWags actually do? Okay, so TradyWags is my little side hustle. Uh, I developed it because I want to help the wives and girlfriends or partners of tradies to be better business owners and to have better small businesses. So what it does is it's a weekly newsletter that I send out with my various blogs on there, loads of content that will help you run your business better and it's a little bit fun too. Jo, how can our listeners get in touch with TradyWags? Okay, the best thing you can do is subscribe to the TradyWags newsletter, which you can subscribe to on our website, www.tradywags.com.au. Thank you so much, Jo. Let's get down to business. Okay, so now you've got to know a little bit about us. We just thought that would be the best way to start the first podcast so you know who we are. Um, From our next podcast, we'll start interviewing some business owners and getting some information from them. Uh, In the meantime, we're really, really interested to get some feedback on what you want us to provide for you. So we have started a Facebook page called Money Honey Trady Wags, which is actually a Facebook group. So you can put comments in there. We can talk to you through that. Um, Nicole, would you like to tell us a little bit about some other stuff that you want to do? Oh, good leading because I'm just here being (laughs) ominously silent. Um, So in line with that, uh, we're doing a couple of micro podcasts along the way. So one of them is called Up Yourself, which is basically... How do you upskill yourself with anonymous questions that you're too embarrassed to ask your accountant? So do you not know what happens to your salary and wages when they get paid to you? Don't know how to read a pay slip? Let us know. Um, So we'll have a dedicated email address that we'll include in the show notes. So if you want to stay anonymous, just chuck it at us. We promise no names will be mentioned. No question is too embarrassing. Uh, There is no such thing as a silly question. We do get asked questions that sometimes people are like, oh, that sounds so silly, but... There is no silly question because it's probably someone else thinking exactly the same thing. Genuinely. And look, that is the reason why we both got into tax in the first place. We wanted to know the answer to a question. So get in touch for some free non-binding tax advice (laughs) delivered anonymously and we will start delivering that for you. Um, Also in the production works, we are looking at doing another independently hosted podcast called Sideways, which is basically how do you start a side hustle 
what happens with a side hustle? What is the taxation treatment? Who do you need to talk to? All of the things. So you can tune in and listen to me fail at volume uh, and then cope with failure. Hopefully don't end up with another tattoo, but learn from my own mistakes as we all pass through this. So that'll be... Failure is what makes things go better though. I mean, we all learn from failure and and you shouldn't be too scared to do that. I, I don't know how many times along the journey I have had little failures and honestly, you just got to pick yourself back up and pivot on and go for it. I mean, it's only reputational risk at this point. So, you know, it should be fine. Um, so tune in for that one. We'll keep you updated through the Facebook page. So that again is Money Honey Media slash Trady Wags. Yeah. Um, but we'll include a link in the show notes so you can get in touch. So send us all of your questions. And look, we'd love you to share this out with anyone who you think might be interested. We really want to make this podcast great. We want to make it for everyone. So um, I know not everyone thinks tax is the most exciting thing to be listening to when you're driving in the car or running on the treadmill, but we all need to learn stuff. And and I think why not talk about what we know? (laughs) Exactly. So tune in next time. You guys will hear some fleshed out information, interviews with business people and discussing things that how we can learn from other people's experience in business. Fantastic. Thanks, Nick. (laughs) Thanks, Joe. Catch you next time. Here at Money Honey Media, it takes a whole team to allow us to produce the fantastic content that you guys access for free. So we would like to thank Brett Hartley for provision of the intro and outro music for Let's Get Down to Business. We would also like to extend our special thanks to Charlie Evans for the disclaimer episodes. And we would like to take a moment to let all of our listeners know that whatever streaming service you're on, we would love you to take five minutes to do a review, give us five stars, just so that we can keep getting this out there. Thanks so much and catch you next time.